more. Our podcast highlights heroes for girls, positive role models, women they can look up to. Let's empower the next generation of girls to serve their unique purpose. Show young women what's possible. Inspire them to lead, influence, and make a difference. Prepare them for leadership and to impact this world for good. So are you ready? It's okay. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Heroes for Her podcast. If you have not yet subscribed, get over to accessmore.com and check us out. We have new episodes coming every week to help you in your life and leadership of the girls that you care about. I love coming on every week to encourage you guys and just uh, guide this conversation. Having two girls myself, having spent a lot of time in the classroom and now traveling all around uh, in a strategic way. I am blessed to be here. I love being here um, on the heels of celebrating a great Mother's Day with my family. Just want to wish you guys uh, well into your week and weekend. Uh, If you're listening to us for the very first time or you've been here for a while, um, I'm so glad that you're here. It's such a blessing to uh, our ministry, uh, to have you connected to us. We love, love, love the work we get to do to pour into the next generation of female leaders. And you are a big part of making this successful. Um, At the end of the day, it's going to be on our laps, in our kitchens, in our homes. Um, We're going to need to own our influence with the girls that we're raising and leading. And we have to do that. A lot of times it feels isolating. It feels like there's no one helping us, but that's what this podcast is for. It's to develop you as a leader to be able to help you own your influence. That's the title of today's message because I got a sweet email from a mom just last week. I've been praying a lot about how to respond to it. And I figured I would record a podcast that addresses some of her concerns because we all share these concerns, whether or not you feel really like you're like you're completely nailing this whole motherhood thing or the you know the leadership discipleship that you're doing with the girl that you care about whether you feel like you're knocking it out of the park or you're screwing it up at every turn we have felt the just the full weight of this responsibility um and that's what I want to talk about today I got this message from a mom named Sarah and I'm just going to read it to you and then I'm going to give you my thoughts on what she's asking about, the struggles that she's facing in her leadership and her life trying to raise her own daughter, uh, because it speaks to me. And I know it's going to, I hope, my hope and prayer is that it's going to resonate with you and that you're going to be able to pull a a path forward out of this conversation I'm about to have, because I want to address some of her her concerns here and just talk through a little bit, because I think this can feel overwhelming. I just want to take a step back because we've spent the last few weeks talking in a very strategic way about technology and young women and their mental health. And as we move forward, you know, we can pick and choose topics that we feel like are really resonant. They're going to pack a punch. They're going to invite you guys into a a meaningful conversation and create a back and forth that's going to help us, you know, continue to grow the already established amazing community that is Truth Becomes Her. But I don't want to get sidetracked. And as we sort of pick these really cool series to focus on over a few weeks at a time. And then we dive into specific topics. Today is all about talking about the whole of what we're trying to do as moms and mentors. So I'm going to read to you 
part of the email that I got from this sweet mom. Her name is Sarah. And then I'm just going to give you my thoughts and a couple of things that I feel like are poignant for where we are in life, in the current cultural moment, and in terms of thinking about leadership and what it means to be a female leader in today's world. So Sarah's message read like this, and I got it via email. She said, I'm not sure if you're even going to get this message directly, depending on how big your company is, but here goes. I'm watching your video series right now about leading my daughter in her unique strengths as a girl. I just finished video two about helping my daughter develop her credibility, but I'm a little stuck. My daughter is five years old. I am desperate to lead her well, but most importantly, lead her to Christ. I know I need to start laying these foundations you're discussing in the videos now, but I'm not really sure how to do this with a five-year-old and what realistic expectations would be. My expectations of her tend to be way too high, which leads us into serious power struggles. The last thing I want to do is make her feel like she's not good enough. However, I do want to instill these character traits in her. They will be a foundation to help her lead well in the future. Do you have any ideas for me? Or maybe I need to save these videos, watch them in a year or two when she's a little bit older. I'm just trying to struggle well through this season and lead my precious daughter in the way God has already set before her. Thank you for your ministry. I look forward to reading the books I ordered with my daughter. First of all, Sarah, I want to thank you for reaching out. I know that you're not alone, and I personally share your concerns and have found myself feeling so often those same exact feelings as I think about not just raising a daughter, but leading one. You know there is a big difference, just like I do. And I, in my current season, past season, I mean, over the last several years, I've traveled around the country speaking to a variety of different audiences. But I'm going to tell you right now, there is something so incredibly special that God is doing in communities of women who have realized what you're talking about. They've realized the importance of discipling the next generation, and they aren't just sitting in the knowledge of that. They're taking steps, the steps that are necessary to actually do it. And that includes you. And what I want to say before I jump into where I'm going with today's episode, because this one hit me really hard, as we can think about all of the things that we want to do, the full weight and focus and everything we're trying to achieve as moms and mentors, it can feel like this crazy, huge, too big, it's too much. I, I, I'm, I'm too without the things that I need to do this well. But what I want to say for, for you and for all the women listening, myself included, is that we are so incredibly powerful, whether we believe it or not. And I've been doing the author speaker thing for a couple of years now. Uh, for those of you that don't know this story, but even if you've been with us for a while, you know this story. I talk about it often. I left my job as a full-time middle school teacher not long ago, it was just a few years ago, when it felt like God was nudging me to quit my job and run Bible Bells and create Truth Becomes Her alongside my husband. And in what feels like a very short time, the Lord has really moved in some unbelievable ways. And I think it's so interesting what God will do when we step out in not this huge leap of faith, in just a little bit of faith. And over the course of our journey, I've learned 
What I want to tell you as a response to this message that I got and what I want to tell everybody listening is that there is really only one thing we have to do to be part of what God's doing. God doesn't need our expertise. He simply needs our obedience. And it can be very easy to get caught up in whether or not we feel qualified. Do we have the right skills? Do we have the strategies, the tools in place? Like practically, are we moving through this in, in the way that God's calling us to, to do the work to partner with him? Not to mention, how in the world are we going to influence and inspire our own daughters to follow him? But it isn't about how we feel. It is about moving when God says move and teaching and encouraging our girls to do the same, to act when he stirs their heart for something or for somebody. And I want to tell you a story because this, I've learned so many of these lessons the hard way, right? And now part of me being here and my gift to the internet is to share all of the ways that I've embarrassed myself or done things wrong, made all sorts of mistakes. And hopefully it encourages you. I got a call not long ago. We were living in San Diego from the most delightful woman who ran a mom's ministry at a really tiny church in San Diego. And she was explaining to me how they had this really cool event for moms coming up and they wanted me to come speak at it. And their team had prayed about it. And the topic they decided that they wanted me to talk on was, ready? The wonder of being the best you. And could I come and speak on that? And I will tell you, I was still on the phone with this woman when my heart started beating and I started sweating and my mind immediately began to wander and it defaulted to all of the ways I am not the best version of myself. It was like a mini nightmare, except I was awake and on the phone with someone I didn't know. I was immediately thinking about all the ways I don't measure up, how I wish I was more patient and more gentle, how I wish I worried less, or how I wanted to change the abrasive tone of voice that I use after years of being raised by my amazing, yet very firm and no-nonsense mother. And I was mid-phone call with this woman, feeling very unqualified, thinking that now couldn't be the time for me to come and talk about anything she was talking about. And I allowed all of those negative thoughts to swirl. And maybe that's you today. Maybe you are looking at the young woman you love and who you've been called to lead and you are thinking, God, she has value. I want her to believe that. I know that she has a purpose. I want to show her how to walk in it. What are my girl's gifts, God? And who are her gifts for? And what is the unique value she is going to provide in her home, in her relationships, in her community, and out in the world. And the challenge that we have in our leadership is how do we take the answers to those questions and put them into action? Hey, everybody, quick announcement. It is officially here. Ringleaders, the brand new Bible Bells book is available for purchase. You can follow Rennie Cruz on her latest adventure to learn about the awesome women of the New Testament and the story of Jesus. And it'll give you a chance to show your little girl the importance of sharing the gospel through her life and leadership. Super excited for this new book. Go to BibleBells.com slash ring to get signed up for our email. And that will be where you can get early access to this book before it sells out. Go sign up, biblebells.com slash ring.
action step for this week, I'm going to keep it very simple. Start with obedience. God's desire for our girls is that they would say yes when he nudges them. He wants your girl to activate her gifts, talents, time, and resources to join the battle and build his kingdom. And whether she is six or 16, you can encourage her today to be on the lookout for the ways God is speaking to her and what he is instructing her to do. And a lot of the time it looks like obedience to the people in direct authority over her. And I want to just give you something that, again, I had to learn it the hard way. I don't own the product. I don't own the end result. I don't own what happens at the end of whatever journey I'm on. God owns the product. I own the process. And that's what I think you can tell your girl. God owns the end result. You own how you get there. The decisions you make, the perspective you take, the way that you're engaging and interacting, the way that you're listening, discerning his voice and acting when he tells you to, you own that process. And that will empower your girl and it will empower you because you're taking all of the other things, the things that can distract, the things that can occupy her time. And you're saying, nope, we're going to peel it all back. We're going to unlayer. We're going to unveil everything. Keep it super simple and stay focused on obedience, no matter if she's five years old or she's on her way out of your house. And I tell Rooney very often, you get good at what you practice. The good can become habits and the bad can become habits. So I think it's important to encourage our girls to be the kinds of people, again, if we're talking about increasing her credibility, right? Can we encourage our girls? Can we model for them? And can we encourage them to be the kinds of people that others can trust? Even the youngest girls can begin to own their credibility. And what do they need to do that? They just need to take small steps of faithful obedience. And over time, what happens? You get good at what you practice. When I think back on my conversation with that sweet, lovely San Diego mom's women's ministry leader, I am reminded of a conversation I had not that long ago with a woman who has become such a hero in my personal journey with the Lord, my uh, adventure to understand more of what God has called me to do. And it's Brent's aunt, her, his aunt Pat. And aunt Pat is one of, she's, she quickly became one of my special people. We have cancer in common. She had ovarian cancer right around the time I had my battle with cancer. I was thyroid cancer, metastasized. You guys know this story. We didn't know each other at, a, at the time, but in the same year and same month, that season was a season that we both walked through cancer separately. And then when I met her, you know, dated Brent would go over to her house for dinner and things. She and I would land and connect on lots of different things because we had been through hard stuff. Um, and it was just, she was just something I gravitated toward. And it's so funny because I think about her now, Aunt Pat is really of all the people that Rooney knows, all of our family and friends and community members and people that she's interacted with, Aunt Pat is one of Rooney's most special people. She is truly one of the most faith-filled women I've ever met. Like I said, she and I have cancer in common, and she has her own 
totally miraculous story of healing, just like I do. And I remember sitting in her house over dinner, chatting with her about, I, you know, me quitting my job and what was life going to look like if I wasn't in the classroom. And I remember asking her what she thought it was going to take because I was at the height of my adult bout of insecurity, right? I struggled with this as an adolescent, as a teen, as we know so many girls do. Just thinking about, I don't measure up. I can't do this work. This is embarrassing. I'm so frustrated. I mean, there are a swirl of emotions that come up when we feel like we've got to go do something hard. And I remember thinking, okay, I spend so much time in the classroom talking to middle school people. They are my light. They are the reason I get up in the morning. What is this going to mean if I, A, am not in the room with them, and then B, I'm going to now, God's shifting me over here to go and speak in public to adults about all those mistakes I've made and the ways that I haven't measured up and the struggles I've had in life and the things I've done that were embarrassing or wrong or whatever. And I remember talking to her. We had a very heart-to-heart conversation at her kitchen table. And she said, well, I asked her a question. I said, even just to think about getting up and standing up and telling some of these stories where I'm going to be real and authentic and vulnerable in front of people that I don't know, what do you think it's going to take for somebody like me who is so guarded, struggled so much with insecurity to actually get up in front of any sort of crowd and share something personal with them? Because in my mind, I couldn't do it. And she said to me, she looked right at me across the kitchen table and she said, I don't know, Aaron, but I do know that every time we say no to something God is calling us to do, we withhold a blessing from someone who needs it. And that one hit me right in the gut. (laughs) I mean, when you think about obedience like that, it makes it a lot easier to say yes if you realize that saying no means that you're depriving someone of something God wants them to have. And regardless of our own feelings or the circumstances we find ourselves in, it truly is God's desire that we would use everything we've got to make his name known and to invite people to experience him in a very real and very transformative way. He wants us to use our words and our actions to reveal his glory and model for our daughters how to do it too. And it doesn't matter how old she is. It doesn't matter if she's hit a level of maturity to tackle some harder or abstract concepts. We can start this this as soon as they begin to walk and interact with the world in a way that is not just verbal, but it's physical and all of the ways that God has designed us to work and operate meaningfully in the world, we can position ourselves to show them what it looks like to obey. And God's given us, I mean, God's given me, we're just talking about me and I want you to think for yourself, what are the gifts that God's given you? Maybe the most extraordinary gift And there have been so many in my life. I've experienced a radical healing. He brought me someone to love me who pursued me when it made zero sense. We've been married 10 years. We've got kids. I mean, things in my life have happened that I never expected. I have experienced extraordinary blessing. But maybe for us right now, we need to think about it like this. Maybe the most extraordinary gift from God 
is the invitation he extends to us to be part of what he's doing. And we accept that invitation every time we obey him. I want to encourage you to say yes to whatever it is that God is stirring your heart for today. And you can have quick and meaningful conversations with your girl at bedtime over breakfast where you talk about what it's going to be like when she experiences a stirring from the Lord. When she gets an idea that we know that you talk through and you know it's from him. And then your next step is to encourage her to say yes to it and to step in and partner with her to declare that yes out in the world, right? Because our littlest girls need opportunities to, well, yes, I feel like God's calling me to something and then they need, you know, money, they need resources, they need a ride, they need something, right? So that's where we get to step in to help them say yes to what God's stirring their heart for today. And when your girl does that, every time it's a yes, when there's a stirring from him, she is declaring to him her gratitude for his faithfulness, for his grace, for his unending mercy. And you all get to experience, we all have, we have a first row, I mean, courtside view of the experience of watching her interact with the Lord and say yes to what he's inviting her into. God has given us so many precious gifts and your girl included. And every time she says yes to him, it's her gift back to him. I hope you guys have an amazing day, Sarah. I hope this was helpful. And for anybody listening who needs that encouragement, right? Having to deal with all of these topics all at once can seem overwhelming. I get overwhelmed sometimes, but I think it's really important. It's a good practice in leadership to peel back the layers and to say, you know what, this is very simple. And at the end of the day, if I can just focus on one thing, focus on teaching and modeling obedience for her, it's going to produce real and lasting fruit in her life and in the life of the girls and the other people coming up multi-generationally, right? That she's going to impact. This is how we leave a legacy of faith and a legacy for for effective leadership that our girls can stand on and then for the girls that are coming up behind them. So lastly, I just want to close with this. Guys, if you are continuing to look for ways to inspire and equip the girl you're leading with a couple of things, I mean, when we think about the whole of the human beings that they are, we want to equip them with solid character. We want them to have confidence that is God-centered, right? That isn't of the world. I want to point you to, if you're already in the Bible Balls community, you've worked through the Herd series, do not miss our brand new book. It's called Ringleaders. It highlights six women of the New Testament whose stories are inspiring this next generation of female leaders, the girls that we're loving and leading right now all over the world. And I want to invite you to go to BibleBells.com. You can learn more about it there. Six women, all New Testament, representing the pre-birth, birth, life, ministry, death, resurrection of Jesus and the gospel message. A very targeted gospel message is in that book. If you are looking for ways to root her in faith, to introduce the gospel, help talk through these things. Again, some of these things like salvation and sin and the gospel are big concepts, abstract concepts for those young readers. So I want to invite you right now, go to BibleBells.com, check out the new Ringleaders book. If you have the Herd series, this is your immediate and best next step 
to introduce her not only to the women heroes of the New Testament, but the story of Jesus and what the gospel means when it is internalized and how we can take that internal message and put it out into the world that brings God glory and brings good and positive and difference and impact to the people and the world around us. So I love you guys. Thanks so much for being here and I will catch you next time.